Coming up, we talk about transmedia. We, we talk about who you would kick out on the lifeboat. Yeah, that's right. And other assorted cruelties of junior high. <laughs> we talk about uh, Hitler and his flatulence at lunch. Fake vegetarian all the way. We talk about atheists and foxholes. We talk about whether you would turn the hose on naked women in your bed. Jim Carrey's agent's assistant drops the C-bomb on our guest, Nina Bargill, of theslackdaily.com, amongst other things. We talk about what certification you need for the zombie apocalypse. That's right. It's very important. If you if you want to survive the zombie apocalypse, you need to listen to this. If you listen to only one zombie apocalypse-related podcast, it should be the Shaky Town Radio Hour. The Shaky Town Radio Hour is on the air. I'm Gene George. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. Hey Brody. How are you doing? Hey Brody. It seems like it's been forever. I don't know why. Why does it seem like when we recorded last week? Did we? It, it's I don't know. It feels did like ages. No, we we had a th- we did a thing. Did we record a thing? I think we had a meeting of the minds. Oh, okay. Think tank. Yeah, brainstorming. Um, let's bring our guest in. Uh, joining us today is Nina Bargill. Um, I, I'm, I've been trying to figure out. <clears throat> you're a writer. Yes, that's probably the most accurate, right? All around description but you the, can come up with. But the interesting thing is, is you've been doing a lot of. Oh, here comes the dog. Um, <laughs> you've been doing a lot of. Uh, you've been doing a lot of um, transmedia writing. Yes, yes, which is basically just writing, but now we've put like a fancy name on it. Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, it is just writing. I mean, the content is just writing. Obviously, Brody and I kind of were having a discussion about this uh, um, uh, before the show. Um, but it seems like there's a lot of writing. Yes. And it, it's something that, I mean, I come from, my background is uh, television. Right. So, but I've been online and blogging since, well, I've been online forever, but I've been blogging since 1997. So blogging wasn't really a word back then. Right. And um, back then it was called a personal web space, which actually sounds kind of dirty. Journal. Now that you, yeah. That you think about online it. journal. Yeah. So, um... So I, I was doing that and, and ended up writing um, for TV, but I kept up with my blogging and with Twitter and MySpace and all of these you know crazy things that kept going. And as sort of the TV world has changed and, and the feature world has changed, there was this like brand new internet world and people were like, <laughs> "Oh, your ear just hurt you. I'm sorry, darling. Oh, no. Yeah, we need to. I just petted the dog's ear and hurt her. Let's go. Why don't you go lay down? She's so happened? good. She said, okay, she I want to touch her ear. And she rarely, she rarely makes noises like that, so. He's um, not beating her internet land. I am beating her. I'll, I'll, later. I'll beat the dog later. I'll make noise on my podcast. She, she, she smells my dog. 
Like everybody says that. And it's like, no, you don't really have a dog. Hi, sweetheart. So, um, so I had been doing all these things in, in, in TV writing slowed way down. So, um, I realized that there was kind of this opportunity out there and I actually started getting hired for it before we actually knew what it was. Right. And, um, there, there seems to be a lot of, okay, this now I'm like giving away all the secrets, but people are like, wow, it's really different, you know, difficult to sort of, um, figure out like what's the Twitter and what's the Facebook and what's the blog and, and, you know, how do we manage all of those? And, and people like ourselves who are online and, and do a regular job, like right. I actually, you know, I'm continuing to write scripts and all of that. We manage all of these things without thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I never actually, honestly, I'll be honest, maybe because of my tiny, tiny brain, I never thought of that. I, I, I just thought there was a lot of content streams that you had to deal with, but I never really thought, I mean, I, I would think that the if you were actually planning things out, that would be logistically the hardest thing to do, is what content goes into what stream. And also sort of, you know, with transmedia, the idea, transmedia does not have to be interactive. If we want to define transmedia, it's basically right. telling narratives over different platforms. So right. like there might be a comic book, there might be a movie, there might be Twitter, there right. might be... So it doesn't have to actually have an online aspect. That's just the part that I get but, for. And transmedia. And so that means also that transmedia is has been around for a long time, but this is a, just a new... new exactly. It's one of those things. And let's just all... I'm going to do a shout out to my friend Jay Bushman. He hates the word transmedia. Yeah. And let me tell you, it's not exactly an elegant word. No. Um, and we can all make the cross-dressing joke. I, that I, 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 was, I, was, I, I was seriously I, I, considering it. I, 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 how dare you suggest I would make such a joke. I, no, I was seriously considering it. So, um, but, but at the end of the day, I'm a big believer in, um, you have to name something to get paid for it. Right. And at the end of the day, like there are a lot of people out there, like making a lot of super exciting things when you guys are here making this, but at the end of the day, like I want people to get paid. So it's helpful if I get paid, it's helpful if you get paid. Absolutely. So pay these guys. Speaking of which. Yeah. (laughs) Brought Um, to you by. If you'd like to hear the rest of the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Please insert $10. (laughs) No, I, I, no, and, and and actually, no, no. We we've been talking about various uh, ways to monetize this in a in a way that's not uh, you ending know. up with me on San Monica Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. I think putting Brody out, putting him on the game, is the way to do it. Actually, um, no, and, and agreed, agreed. I, that's the thing is 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 everybody wants to get paid for what they want to what they're good at and what they want to do. So uh, I, I, I I'm I'm on board. But the, yeah, it, it seems to me that it's a very because I was. Um, I was actually taking a look, a, a, a real hard look at some of the work that you've done, um, you know, over the last couple of days, you know, preparing for this interview. Like, I really <laughs> I'm going to make it sound like wow, I Wow, I'm impressed. No, so that I, took I you did, about five I minutes. I did not do that at all. Um, no, I'm, but but I actually looking at it as opposed to enjoying it, which is mm. what I've done in the past. Um, and it just seems like there's there's so many entry points that you may or may not actually get a story across. You might only get snippets across. That's that's absolutely that's absolutely true. So you, you sort of have um you have what you call the or I call the overall myth. Like yeah. the overall world. Like in Star right, Wars, right. everybody goes back to the Star Wars, but like in Star Wars, what's the overall world? Right. Um, and you have to, as, as a transmedia producer, um, you have to already have that kind of always in the back of your head because while you're sort of creating these bits and pieces of content, they have to adhere to your overall world. So you have, that's, that's one. So, so far it's much like, uh, creating a Bible for a television series. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then you have the option of like, what kind of, if we're going to just stick in the online realm, like what 
fits best. Like what what character would have a blog? What character would be on Twitter? I work on I worked on the show called um, Woke Up Dead last or a year and a half ago. And um, I wrote on the show and then ended up doing um, sort of a small transmedia experience. And I was putting the characters on Twitter. Now, and real quickly, that was with, I, I saw that. With that John was, Heater right. and Josh Gad right. and Kristen Ritter. Right. Right. So, um, yeah. So, I, I actually, I wrote on that. And um, when I was when I was doing the um, the blog and the Twitter, so, I'm, you know, I'm getting the character Twitter accounts. And I see that there is a Twitter account for a character that I did not create, but it's this character who kind of wants to like live like under, you know, like she doesn't want anybody to know where she is. She's off the grid. Right, right, right. She doesn't want to be part of the computer land. And so I'm like, God, I wonder who, you know, did, did an audience member do this? But like the show hadn't even come out yet. So right, it's right. like, how do they know this? So I, I approached um, the studio and I said, do you know anything about this? And the studio guy said, yeah, I just, I grabbed all of the characters right away. And I was like, well, that's great, but she would never be on Twitter. Right. Like you need a reason for that. And so there's sort of this, this tendency to kind of tick off boxes and you, they have to sort of understand kind of like what is sort of the, the temperature and, and the culture of online. And I think that the things that fail don't really know that, but I've kind of been living and breathing online for so long that right. I don't really have a difference between my online life and my real life, yeah. which makes me perfectly nerdy enough to do this job. Right. No, I, I, I think we're, we're kind of birds of a feather as far as that's concerned. Um, the, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that cause, cause my, my thing that I always, uh, uh, that I always ask myself, we were talking about the walking dead. Have you watched? Love okay. the walking dead. See, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not in love with it. Really? I'm not in love with it. It's so did a, you read the comic? Cause I, I, I did read the comic. I have not no, read I, the I read, comic. I read, I read, I read on yeah. your blog about that. Um, but, but I didn't read a lot of the comic and I read mm-hmm. it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And it's to the point where, where Brody and I were talking about this before the show. There are bits and pieces that I'm like, oh, I remember that from the comic, but it's not like I'm like, oh, that doesn't, that's not the same. I'm not being like an anal like comic uh-huh. book nerd about it. Skeeving blog post ahead. <laughs> um, I suddenly, I don't know, I was suddenly <laughs> turned turn into Graham Elwood there. Um, but and you're uh, wearing a bunny suit right now. I am like totally Graham wearing a bunny suit. Does. That actually sounds like Tom Sharpling's uh, Winnie. Oh, does it? You know, a little does, bit, it does doesn't kinda, it? It's a little best yeah. show on you. Yeah. I love um, Tom. Good friends with Tom. Is Tom wearing a bunny suit? I don't think so, but if we, somebody should wear a bunny suit, what? it's Tom Sharpling. We, we can't say he doesn't wear a bunny suit. Mm. I'm just asking the questions. That's right. Hard-hitting. Brody's the hard-hitting part of this. Someone has to. Someone has to be the hard-hitting journalist. It, it's, it's absolutely true. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, so, so it's, it's certainly not like I'm not approaching it from, from a, like, they're not doing it right standpoint. I think it's a great zombie. Well, I, I, I've watched both episodes back-to-back. Okay. So I've seen like you know a hundred minute zombie movie. Mm-hmm. It's such a short season. You've seen already like a third of the season. Oh really? Is it yeah. only like six yeah. or eight or seven episodes? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's been renewed for a second because the ratings were through the roof. But yeah, I'm sure it's going to be fine. But but um, I don't know. You know, there's just something about it that is it, there's and and bro, like I said, Brody and I were talking about this earlier. I can't really put my finger on why I don't L O V E love it. Um. It, it, it has a little bit to do with the characters, and I know they have to, you know, kind of ramp things up. It has a little bit to do with the, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not finding myself caring too much about any of the B stories of, I, honestly, when there's people eating, walking corpses eating people, I don't care that, you know, your best friend might be fucking your wife. I honestly, 
You know, it's like we have bigger fish to fry. It's interesting. I'll walk into camp and go, oh, you thought I was dead? Hey, there's a bunch of zombies coming from Atlanta to eat us. Well, you know, know, my husband and I actually had a whole big talk about that. Because the issue is, like, you know, how long do you have to wait before, you know, you start banging somebody else? So so we have, like, we have designations of single in our house. A week, apparently. A a month after zombie apocalypse. I'm like, Post didn't deal with this. So we have zombie single is one of our... We also have meat single, which is, I have to take when I um, make meatloaf, like... I yeah, sound sure, like I'm sure. from 1950, but um, I take off my rings, and he's like, "Oh, you're meat single now." So he's <laughs> like, "I'm gonna get out of here." <laughs> but yeah, zombie single. But it, what's interesting to me about The Walking Dead is that they don't like in a lot of zombie movies, and I understand this is sort of you know for the sake of time, but you don't sort of deal with the kind of emotional resi- residence of like, "Holy crap, the right. world is gone to hell." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're in crisis mode. And the weird thing to me though is that. I, I was all for it until they um, uh, last Sunday's episode where they spoiler were, alert when they were sorry you guys um, pulling basically the guts out of the one yeah, zombie yeah. and everyone just sort of standing there like well look at that isn't that interesting he's you know taking an axe to this you know, and I'm thinking I wouldn't just be standing there like I'd either be like with the axe or get the hell well out. and especially because they made a point of pulling the dude's ID out. And basically, you know, doing like the Fight Club, you know, his name is whatever Myron Webb kind of thing. And and it, I think that's part of the problem. And, and and you may have hit the nail on the head that there's there's this slight disconnect. They they, they seem to be trying to convey that like, oh, you know, eighty percent of America is now a zombie, and you know that means millions of people are zombies. And oh, how horrible! It's worse than any plague or Holocaust that's happened before. Have have you and your wife um, discussed like can you be shot like because I I told oh, I, I no, told Will I was like you got it if I'm no, a no, zombie no. I, you I, gotta I, shoot me that, and, and 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 is oh, what's his name is it um, is it uh, um, the guy that the the played uh, the black dude um, uh, who wanted to, who couldn't shoot his wife uh, Lanny I feel like is I, it Lanny Henry. I don't know. I'm just I think he, he was he's he was in Jericho too. He's yeah. been in two post apocalyptic yes. TV shows. Um, so oh no problem. No, no problem. Yeah, no I, problem. In, in half a second, would I go back? And yeah, yeah. Back. No, I mean, uh, well, you know, it's it's like if if it was if it if was he was a, sleeping deeply. I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Just a little extra. Wait, was that? Did you did you have do you have like a sleep apnea? Did you not breathe for like thirty seconds? Uh, yeah, I would have no problem shooting Tish. But you know what, though? This is the thing. I would also have no problem just, like, leaving in case there was a cure later down the road. Leaving her wandering the streets eating rats and people. Well, I mean, what else is she going to do? Right, right, exactly. I mean, but do you think, like, I actually, a a few years back, um, when riding had slowed way down, and I was actually working the front desk at a gym, Mm -hmm. and um, there was, it was during, actually, the writer's strike. So I'm working the front desk at the gym and going and striking every day. So I'm hanging out basically with writers of all sort of levels of success. And as I'm there, I'm watching us, you know, walk in a circle and we even couldn't do that. Like just sort of the, the and people are like, oh my gosh, like my hip hurts, my feet hurt. So, you know, we just don't walk I that much. all day. You know, we're like pale. Everybody's like sort of just burnt and <laughs> right. you know, getting orthotics for their shoes. I, I started to think like, Okay, when I was in sixth grade, we had this moral dilemma test. Mm. And I don't know if you guys did this or I just went to a really 
sick, sick junior high, where um, it was basically the lifeboat, and like there's only six spots in the lifeboat, uh-huh. and there are 13 people, and there's the pregnant woman, and there's the doctor that killed this patient, and there's the, and you have to basically pick who lives and who dies right, right. because when you're 12, that's no. I think you, you went to Ann Rand Junior High. <laughs> so we actually that was the same class where we also had to write our own obituary. Right. Um. So kind of. <laughs> yeah. Whose whose obituary is awesome in junior high? Mine was because mine was everyone was like her, you know, seventeen grandchildren, and mine was she will be mourned by her pets and her plants. <laughs> and let me tell you, I can't keep plants alive, so I'll be mourned by my pets. <laughs> she but- is she is survived for the moment by the plants that she has not killed. <laughs> But um, but I so I started to think like oh my god like if when when the shit goes down yeah. okay I'm a television writer what can I do the answer is nothing I'm the, I would kick myself out of the lifeboat <laughs> well well the pen pendulette on one of the peninsular bullshits I think it was probably one of the apocalypse ones or nuclear war ones uh, whatever uh, basically said chances are we're all going to die yeah. Chances are you are not going to survive. You are not, not going, going to have to, be to worry the hero. about. You're, you're not, not going to have to worry about the zombie apocalypse because you're going to be dead. Yeah. And and honestly, you know, in most survival situations like that, it's like you know, you're either going to live or you're going to die. Well, here's the thing. So I, I started to think about it, and I was like, okay, well, I, you know, I need some skills. Right. So I actually put this thing together called the post-apocalyptic workout, right. um, and started documenting it at zombieworkout.com. And I was like, okay, I need to run, and I need to go to um, learn how to do CPR. I don't. But, but it just seems things that sure. like make sense in a disaster, any sort of disaster, right. not just zombie disasters. So, um, and that was great when I was doing my basic first aid CPR and everybody at the Red Cross is like, well, why are you here today? And someone's <laughs> like, I'm adopting a child. And someone else is like, well, you know, my, my daughter is sick. And I'm like, well, the zombies may come. <laughs> so, um, but I, I do have my card, so I'm a certified lifesaver. Um, so, you know, as I'm going through this whole thing and documenting the whole thing, you know, I stuck with it for probably about two months. Mm-hmm. But people would, people, you know, people of the internet. And let me tell you, I love people of the internet. Like, I married somebody from the internet, and he's delightful. He but is delightful. Um, people from the internet would. Hi, hi Will. Hi, Will. Um, yes, you can make dinner. I know this isn't live. <laughs> but um, so people were, were sort of jumping on, going, well, you're doing this wrong. Well, you're doing that wrong. That is not how you would do that. And it's like, you know what, it's assholes? The motto of the internet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was that a, and you're like Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hitler, not exactly a very nice guy. So in the realm of things. Hitler might have been. You know what? Here, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Hitler may have been a very personable guy. Crazy motherfucker. Killed a bunch of people. So was Stalin. You know? Might have been a nice guy to have, like, lunch with. He seemed, you know, he shook hands, kissed babies. He's a politician. I heard he had terrible flatulence. Did, really? So I don't think he would be nice to have lunch but, with. But that's not his fault, is it? He's mm-hmm. a vegetarian. Well, he was, he was like a rubbish. fake vegetarian. He was a 1930s vegetarian. Which still Means. counted like I'm just fish and birds. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And, and Jews. <laughs> right. Um, uh, anyway. But so you had see so there was a backlash to the zombie. So there was workout. a backlash You're to the zombie workout. I'm doing it wrong because you know they've been through a zombie, you know. My imaginary zombie apocalypse doesn't look like yours. So after about two and a half months and, and, and constantly trying to go well, this is why but this is why and I was like, you know what? Fuck these guys. You assholes are the ones that are going to survive. And if you're the ones that are going to survive, I want to be a zombie. Yeah, like, totally. I do not want to survive with yeah. these people. But do you really want to eat their brains? So. Well, see, I, you know, because then you get into, but, but then you get into the argument of the fast zombies versus slow zombies. It's like, because if they're slow zombies, you just really need to find a defensible position. And know, hold it. And hold it. Yeah. If it's fast zombies, then all bets are off. Yeah. You know. You just need to be faster than the next guy. 
Yes. Which As, started, like we said in the Forest Service, I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have I to outrun, outrun you. you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And that's when my husband started running a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Now I'm in trouble. Because the other rule also has been, we are, we are sort Bring of him a cupcake every day. abnormally in love with our dog. So I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm going back with the dog. Like, you are on your own. Like, you got two feet, you got a brain, go right, for right, it. Right, but... right, right. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's, I, I, well, our dog's too old. Our dog would probably have to eat a bullet if, if it's a survival scenario. I know. I know. Think it, but, face, but you know what? Face. Like, let me tell you that, like, it's. What uh, we've gone to the dark place, but like that, I would do that sooner than let my dog be. That was my biggest problem with The Walking Dead, and this will tell you everything that you need to know about me. When it opened up and he shot that little girl, I was like, "Well, she's a zombie, of course he did." But when they tore that horse apart, I was like, "You motherfucker!" Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, This this is the thing is is because I watched the um, I watched them on on demand, Walking Dead, and. they didn't have them up for like the first two weeks, at least on Charter Cable, the cable of not having things <laughs> done right, as we know from our internet experience today. Um, but I watched the I watched the little animation thing that they did for the opening of the for the opening of the the um, show, and then I watched the um, the actual show, and they 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 did the thing with the, the kid. Which is obviously he was when he was on the road between when he ran out of the gas, got the horse, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, he knew there were zombies wandering around. I know that, and the thing is, like, because it's the it's a great opening, but it was one of those moments. Like, I'm glad that they didn't say like you know three weeks earlier. Or maybe they did. Right, right, right. No, they didn't. They did not. They did not. But it, it, they but cold. It started... o- they cold opened with him pulling up to the gas station, and I'm like, oh, I just watched this thing where he woke up in the hospital. So this has either got to be before or after, and and then there were burned out cars, and I'm like, okay, this is after the zombie apocalypse happened, but he has, you know, but he's all dressed up, he's out of the hospital, he knows what's going on, and then he sees the little girl shuffling along, all zombie-like, and I'm like, do you really go, hey, little girl, hey, little girl, and then she turns around into a zombie, and you put a bullet in her. Well, also, I mean, this is this is the same guy though who um, didn't cl- like. Let me tell you, I am not an officer of the law, but I know that I don't turn my back when I haven't cleared the car. Like you idiot, of course yeah, you got yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no. It, see, I just turn into the I comic book guy. I'm like a police officer. No, 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 would no, no, never no, no. Do that. no, 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 no. But I think you're hitting you're hitting exactly the notes that are, that are, are disturbing to me about the show because there's a level of verisimilitude about the zombie apocalypse. And yet there's these disconnects of things that, you know, even with the adrenaline going, a, a good police officer would, well, maybe a rural, maybe a rural Georgia sheriff's deputy might. But I just think back. convenient for the plot. Absolutely convenient, convenient for the plot. And this is exactly the insight that you make your decisions on as far as, like you're saying, this character would never have a Twitter account. Mm-hmm. This yeah, yeah, yeah. character would never... Yes be on Tumblr. Well, I mean, it's funny. Like, I think about things like that. Um, one of, like, one of the... I, I have not taken many writing classes, um, which is sort of... Like, I just write, and I always have. Um, my mother always said I like, popped out of the womb with a pencil, which I'm like, God, that must have been really uncomfortable. <laughs> well, it depends on whether you had it... Or, <laughs> which, or holding it sideways or, or, or forward. So, um... One of, like, sort of the writing things, like, you know, what does your character have in their pocket? But, like, mine is, like, what... 
is your character on Twitter and like what does that look like? Like right, what right. are they saying? Like what's right. the background look like? Do they speak in meat speak? Do they speak in you know all of those sort of things? I think about you, well, that's like a, this. This is one of the my my background is is well besides the obvious stuff that I talked about, but uh, we I think we talked about gaming stuff before. Mm-hmm. My background is from like gaming and things like that. Um, and what I always ask myself is, what are you trying to model? What what is your game trying to model? What level? If if it's a computer game, you know, it's like if is it a squad level game? Are you dealing with you know Private Kowalski and his buddies? Are you dealing with their platoon? Are you dealing with their company? Are you dealing with the army? Mm-hmm. You know, and that looks different no matter what. You know, what 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 perspective you have on the battlefield? It's different from a guy in a foxhole to a general saying, "I'm just moving little pieces on a board." Mm-hmm. And and what you, and I think that's the failing of a lot of. Um, things in general is 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 people not asking themselves what are they trying to model? Did they make that character in the foxhole an atheist? Because there are no atheists in foxhole, right? Uh, no. <laughs> I would like to be, be that guy. <laughs> that would be. I think we need to write that sketch. I think we need to write that sketch. No, I am an atheist. No, you know what? Doesn't matter. It's like look, Krupps makes the munitions. You know, they they make the guns. The Germans fire the guns. There's, we don't need any divine entity to explain this process. Atheist. All right, duck, duck, duck. Atheist in the Foxhole could also be the name of your punk band. Oh, that's too easy, though. <laughs> that's, I think that's a little too erudite. Do you think? I think it might be. No, maybe not. Foxhole Atheists. Yeah. That's the name of the band Nina and I are starting. Okay. I'm going to sing. So it's going to be really painful. <laughs> no more painful. You haven't seen my guitar time. playing. <laughs> I was talking about how <laughs> I was a friend of mine and I were talking about uh, the Sex Pistols and how they sucked and whether they sucked consciously or unconsciously. And I'm like, well, John Lydon still sucks, so I think it's probably not. Uh, I beg to differ. I think he's a voice of a generation. He's a voice of a generation, but he's not a very good voice. <laughs> his voice is shitty. His singing is shitty, and his style is shitty. But you like that kind of music, like I do. I love that kind of yeah. music, and he's still shitty. I mean, that doesn't mean I don't like it. I'm just saying that quality versus content. That's why I can't get into, that's why I can't get into pop punk really. Like it, the singing's too good. It's too melodic. That's why I couldn't get into like melodic pop punk bands. There's yeah. some I like. Um, I have a I have a soft spot in my heart for pop punk because yeah. my ex girlfriend was a big pop punk. Person. Right, and I mean as you know, Megan, that's kind of the scene she was plugged in my right, life. Right, right. Um, friend of the show <laughs> as well. Good, have, good thing that because my wife is no friend of mine. Do you me. have a designation like like Tom Sharpling has friends of Tom? Is no. there a designation? For we were like, talking about. We were joking about that. Like the shakeouts. Yeah, we were talking about that, but it's just it makes me sick to think of that kind of thing. I, you know, what? I, I honestly megalomania think, is always the like that's where you're going toward. Uh, at this point, I think we need all the friends we I can think get. False, so. I think <laughs> I, 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 I like to keep my veneer of false humility. Um. Uh, no, you know what? I honestly think it's like a nickname. You, we, all right, when I was doing archaeology, we had this dude, and he gave himself a nickname. Wait, you were doing archaeology? I used to do archaeology. Oh, okay. Obviously, like, I don't listen to the show, because I, I talk about it every other show. No. I, I, seriously, I've listened to a bunch of shows. No, I know. Um, uh, we talked about it a little bit. Uh, but uh, uh, we had a guy on one of our crews, and he wanted to be called X. Um, you, know, you can't give yourself a nickname. Whatever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's the thing is, you know, if 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 there's enough folks out there and they want to start a grassroots thing and call themselves shakers, like the people that make chairs, severe, severe chairs, um, so be it. And you run know. puppy mills. 
Do they run the shakers run puppy mills now? Um, well, the Amish do. Oh, that's just sort of my level of understanding of. Aren't, aren't the shakers also like they hate? Technology? I don't think the shakers are around anymore. Okay. I think the shakers were like, like. There's Quakers, but there's not shakers. Got no, it. The, okay. the old the old school shakers, as far as I know, they they forbid marriage and. We were talking about this. Oh, that show. sounds awesome! <laughs> well, they forbid they, they forbid marriage and 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 sexual congress. Um, it oh, was that one of those, sound it awesome! Was, it was one of those. Uh, it was one of those those utopian societies, cults, communes that had basically a built-in shelf life where they only accepted people from outside. And who wants to do that? So they were kind of guaranteed to not have a lot of folks doing what they were doing. So what happened here? Nickname friend. Oh, oh, yeah. Mr. X. Um, well, he wanted to give himself a nickname, which was appropriate for his name. I, I, I guess I'm, I'm going to... He wanted to call himself Jake. Uh, air quotes. Jake. But he wanted it, and you can't have it if you want it. Yeah. Nicknames are not something that you can... You know, that's why M. Night Shyamalan... Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, regardless of whether his movies suck, which they do... He gave himself that nickname. He gave himself the nickname Knight. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yes. That is not okay. That is not okay. I call both. That's, that, that, that makes making shitty movies pale in comparison to me, personally. I think there's a, a difference between adopting a nickname and adop, adopting a nom de plume. I think that's true. I mean, I Agreed. gave myself my... You know, I'm known as the slack mistress right. online um, because... A gazillion years ago, an ex-boyfriend started this site called, a personal web space, called The Slack, and called himself The Slack Master. And he was basically writing, this again, back in 1997, he was writing about what he had in his briefcase. But it was like, in my briefcase, I have a pencil and a legal pad. And I'm like, unless you have a severed head, nobody cares. Right. I clearly did not see the future of blogging. <laughs> and um, or Twitter for fuck's sake. So I uh, so I called myself the Slack Mistress and started writing basically content for the site, like these essays. And we broke up, and I basically got the site in you the got custody of the site. Although he was still updating it because that was how well. He managed. people need to know if he still has that pencil in his briefcase. So um, and then flash forward, you know, it's been what is it, 2010, 13 years, and like Slack Mistress has just stuck. And yeah. I, I just, I haven't, and so people will call me Slack Masters or call me Slack, and it's kind of weird because, you know, I got my start in kids' TV, and Slack Masters has sort of a lascivious sounding, sure. and I have to say, Twitter has been very interesting to me. Like, I expected people to follow me on the mistress thing. Like, I get it. However, there is, like, a whole host, like, the secret society of people who follow Ninas. And let me tell you, most of the <laughs> Ninas on Twitter are naughty. Like, naughty. I had no idea. Are they naughty or are they naughty? naughty? Yes. So it's like a whole, like, Nina following. Like, and I, it happens all the wow. time. Have you, have you, like, checked out some of these other Ninas? I have checked out some of the other Ninas, but... Um, and they're naughty. And they are naughty. Naughty Ninas. Naughty Nina. Um, well, yeah, no, no. Band. I mean, for the longest time, for the longest <laughs> time... Um, <laughs> They've learned how to monetize. Clearly, they're, they're, they're ahead of me. For, for the longest time, I, I went by my... my my first internet handle, but as I started doing stuff, as I actually started performing, uh-huh. I, I'm Gene George now because I, 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 it's pointless to not be me under, right. you know. Yeah, you need that. Yeah. And you made that decision at some point where, whereas Slack Mistress was sort of your, uh, th- that allowed you to have some anonymity. 
Did I say that word? Because I've often mispronounced words. It's the M's and the N's. Anonymity. On the internet, uh, when did you make the choice to to kind of... Use my name? Yeah. I think that... Well, it's, it's interesting. Or, or maybe not, but... Um, <laughs> we'll, so, be the judge, we'll be the oh, judge. Oh, we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> Excuse me, home audience. You be the judge. Um, so I started blogging in 1997. I did not have a photo of myself that was like you could recognize me on the street until 2005. Because I was so kind of paranoid, and also like the internet can be cruel. No, so like really, I was I really <laughs> shocking. So um, I just wasn't really ready to put myself out in that respect, especially you know as a woman and all that other you know bullshit. There really is a it. huge. There really is a huge gap between. I don't care if somebody wants to come here and talk me. I'll punch him in the face. Can I tell you though? So the way that I actually my first date, which was not a date with my husband. I was actually, I had, I, will. I had a problem with a, um, a female stalker. She was like hitting my site like 75 times a day. And she, I actually met her at an internet meetup and she introduced herself as, hi, my name is so-and-so. I used to date your ex-boyfriend. I'm like, okay. Like, sure. Here's, and, that's an inter- interesting connection. Exactly. <laughs> it was like, tell us an interesting fact about yourself. So, um, <laughs> Will had told me that he had had problems with a female stalker. And it turns out that his problem was that um, somebody had actually broken into the house, taken off her clothes, and gotten into his bed. Which, you know, I'm like, isn't that awesome for dudes? And he's like, not when you're not expecting it. It, it, No, I would say that's not awesome for dudes. I would treat it like I treated the possum that moved into our roof. (laughs) I would have to turn the hose on her. (laughs) Well, he wasn't actually home. His roommate, who is one of our, we live in a place where there are many hobos. And, um, <laughs> oh, our hobos. But anyways, so, um, he... Do they adhere to the hobo code as um, by I, Don I, I believe so, because one of our hobos actually walked his, um, not prostitute, I was corrected, that it was a call girl to her car the other night. Very polite hobos. Oh, Obviously. well, that's, you know, that's the sort of gentility you don't see in today's hobos. Maybe yeah. he should have called himself M. Hobo Shamalan. <laughs> No, if someone had said M hobo, you're like, dude, how come your hair is always scruffy? You look like a hobo. And then everybody called him hobo. And he was like, I just got to embrace this because everyone's calling me hobo and I'll just own it. <clears throat> That's how a nickname starts. Exactly. That's how a nickname starts. Not like, I'm going to be dark like the night <laughs> and I'm going to have movies that twist at the end. I'm M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, no. And I'm sure Was that, that what your M Night PSA? <laughs> I think it is. I, that's my. I, 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 as halfway through that, I realized I have no idea if that's how he speaks. I, I don't think I've ever listened to him speak. Kids, don't be like M. Knight. Don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> Nicknames are not for you to pick. Um, so, so the this so girl trying, who broke into your broke into my now my husband's home. Right. Is this the same girl then? Um, no, no, no. It was not the same girl okay. because the girl who dated my that would be was a different. twist worthy of M. Knight Shyamalan. <laughs> So, um, so no, she um, was actually, so our, our illegal Canadian hobo walked back there. Whoa, 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 <laughs> hold on a second. Those Canadian hobos are coming down stealing our hobo jobs. <laughs> Do I need to go through all the hobos? And the no, 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 no. Let's, because okay, I understand, hobos. I understand that the hobos are so thick you could walk on them from, from sunrise to sunrise. And, and I do actually. Yeah, you so. should, as well, you should. So, um. 
female stalkers. So yes. that's actually how I met Will was I was like, I would like to talk to you about female stalkers. Got it. Uh, better than like, I would like to talk to you about Amway or any of those things. And um, his, you know, basic, um, he actually didn't have anything to say now that I think of it. He was like, hi, I like you. Was essentially our entire first non-date. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't like that. He was uh, like, "I like you, and I'm going to like you, and it's hey, going to be we're, awesome." We're getting a call. <laughs> it's probably my wife telling me that she's on her way. She's on her way. Could be the hobo is calling. Hi, caller. Where are you calling from? It's the anti the hobo anti defamation defamation. I don't know if they have um they have Hello. phones. That's true. Do, do you want to talk to baby on the phone? We're, we're recording a podcast, so the baby can talk to the podcast too. That's okay. <laughs> okay, give her the phone. Hello. Hello, Matilda. I love you. No, she didn't hang up. I can hear you. She's not 16 yet. No, she does hang up the phone. The phone, the, the, her, her little thumbs hit the phone at just the right hang up spot. Oh, okay, we're done. <laughs> that was uh, that was Matilda Quinn. I call in. Anyway. <clears throat> She's very gifted calling in. Dude, to I'll, tell you, I'll, well, I'll like, tell you what. No, no, she is. She, she really is. She is like the perfect little child. Absolutely. Uh, um, she's, you know, uh, she's not perfect all around because we've, we've seen other kids who are more advanced in certain things, but I have no complaints. None at all. She is just like, she's pretty and she's smart and she's coordinated and she's healthy. And I'm like, every time I see her, I'm like, Oh, that's my baby. La, 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 la. Yay. Oh, the softer side of Gina. <sighs> I, I, I was really, am I that harsh? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think so. But I think that you, um, my, my older brother has two kids and, um, he, my, my niece was born first and in our family, they're actually, they marry women, but there aren't a lot of sort of native Bargell women. Oh, right, right. So, um, I grew up watching football and playing sports and doing all those things because I was like, we do not know what to do with her. <laughs> right. So then, um, so my niece is born and my brother who is this, you know, six two three bills played college football, played football in France, the whole thing. It's like, what? They play football in France? They do. They do. But they smoke on the field. <laughs> 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 Um, so he was that was a field like, goal? <laughs> so he was like, "What do I do? Like, I, I have I have a daughter, and I we don't know how to deal with this." And I was like, "Listen, you just need to kill the first guy that comes to the door." Absolutely. So I oh no no I you. I have a no 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 I I'm 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 down with that I I have a shotgun I have a double barrel shotgun I I will sit on the porch polishing my double barrel shotgun just need to kill the first guy yeah absolutely. I, I will trust that I will trust that my my daughter will be smart. That is what I will trust. So, but terror is a good uh, motivator for the dudes. Yeah, for the dudes, I, I will trust that my daughter will be smart. I, I will not trust that the dudes will, being a, having been a teenage dude. Having I been will a dude, not. <laughs> you know, I thought about this today that if uh, if I have a daughter and she turns uh, out to be a lesbian, awesome. If. Uh, <laughs> If I have a, a son who turns out to be straight, awesome. If I turn out to have a heterosexual daughter or a gay son, I'm going to have to deal with creepy dudes coming over. Either way. Yeah. Well, my, we've talked about this before. Uh, you guys are the problem. 
yeah. Well, the uh, yeah, the dudes are dudes are definitely the problem, and that's just that's just in our nature, I think. Although there's no dudes crawling into breaking into homes, and well, maybe there are dudes breaking into homes and crawling into beds naked. Yeah, but women, like the thing is, I I think that. Women are wow! I'm about to make a huge generalization, but um, we're all about the racism, huge generalization. (laughs) Yeah, I'm all about sort of the gender politics, but um, I think that you know, with women, it's like, well, you're not violent, so you know, no one's going. Everybody wants to be like, be nice to her, and well, I I think it's it's the whole uh, it's the whole uh, um, when you know when a female teacher is is caught having you know statutory 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 yeah 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 because the first the first thing every dude thinks well first thing every guy does is look her up on the internet and go oh yeah she's kind of hot I totally would have done her when I was 15 or 14 or 13 and yeah that's like you know thumbs up for everybody um, but you know the same thing being said about a, a, a male teacher gets them landed you know tend to life well I gotta say like you know again I started my career on Lizzie McGuire and there were lots of preteen girls walking around right. and a few um, young men and um, you you know Guys were not like, "Hey, she's hot," but there were plenty of female producers who was like, "Oh, look at you know." Yeah, yeah. yeah. The double standard. One thing we get this one thing, and that's what happened. I mean, your stalker was a female. My stalker was a female, and it turned out she was just. She actually wasn't a stalker in the sense that she did not meet like. There was no harm intent. She was not. She didn't send you kitten heads in a box. No, or... no, 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 no. But let me tell you, kitten heads, a gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I, she just really wanted to be my friend, and, right. and there was no sort of violent, there was no, right, it, right, right. she didn't know that I knew that she was hitting my site 50 gotcha. times a day. Listen, except for Facebook, you cannot stalk people on the internet. Like, you can't track no, who's it's looking difficult. at you on Facebook, but outside of that, like, we can find, like, I know. Sure, sure. You know, I know what people are searching for, and can I say that um, mime makeup has now surpassed nice tits as the number one search <laughs> for my blog. It's kind of a really scary time in 2010. Holy yeah. crap. No, that makes me feel really bad. Yeah. I kind of feel dirty. I'm, I'm aware of this phenomenon uh, because of uh, Megan's blog. Um, yeah, you can actually look. See, I don't want to look. I don't want to know. The, I don't care. The, the, uh, for, for those of you who don't know at home, who, who might not be as plugged into the internet as we are, which might be a good thing. I don't know. But well, we, they are listening to this podcast. So they probably true. have this thing called a computer. Right. But my dad won't. Right. But as far as, like, yeah, there's actual terms that you can track as far as By how way, people find your website. Mm-hmm. By the way, we're going to transcribe this and send it to your pop. My dad does not use computer. My father does no, not have an email address. My we're father is an attorney. Does not have an email address. But do he have, does he have someone who handles that for him? Yeah. He doesn't have an email address at all. Not even for business. No, I, I Will and I announced. <laughs> does he sit does Look at my emails. He, He's a shaker. Does he sit at a co- does he sit at a copy stand and complain about Bob Cratchit putting too much coal? He's, in the fire? A, he's an attorney, right? That's, that's all I'm going to say about him. But, right, um, but yeah, he um, does not have an email address. He when when Will and I announced we were getting married, which was hi Will, which was five. Did you make dinner yet, Will? Because seriously, get on that. We're, we're a little hungry. <gasps> Who all right, did we, that? we need to have a short baby uh, intermission here. Hi, sweetie. There's a freakishly cute baby. Uh, she is completely like, stupid cute. cute. Yeah. yeah. No, I call her. Yeah, she's stupid cute because she's just like it's like it makes you stupid when you look at her. Yeah. She's so cute. Um, 
my my niece actually um is she's a giant like she is mm. a giant like she's as tall as the eight year olds but she's just turned six she's in kindergarten wow yeah like she's going to be just huge right and um but you forget that like she's six she's a baby but yeah. <laughs> she's got also sort of the attitude as a teenager now so like she just sort of goes around like i got to get out of this house <laughs> and you're like oh my god ghost of christmas future <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I, I don't know if I told the story on the air, but uh, when when um, we were in the hospital, you know, the nurses were like, "Oh, your baby's adorable," and I'm like, "Yeah." You say that to all everybody, the but but Tish had had a C-section, so we were in the hospital for quite a long time um, while she was recuperating. As if Matilda didn't have the smushy face. She well, had, like, so she, the perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah she did. Have, she certainly had the perfect face, but but we were also there for a long time, and. Um, uh, like day three, we were in recovery. One of the nurses came into our room from the next door room where I was going to the nursery to watch Matilda being bathed or whatever. And um, the nurse is like, your baby's adorable. Baby next door, not so much. <laughs> and that, at that point, I was like, oh, maybe it's not just the fact that I am her father and think that she is the most adorable right, thing right. ever. Maybe it's you know something other than my hind brain telling me not to you know kill and eat my offspring. <laughs> um. Yeah, that was the moment where I'm like, yeah, I, I think my baby. And and when people are like, oh my god, your baby's adorable, I'm like, yeah, you know, if she didn't look like me half the time, I would be worried about that. But you know what? I'm sure that nurse was like, your baby has a good personality to the person. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> well, somebody on Twitter today was was talking about exactly that. I can't remember who off the top of my head, but yeah, it's like how wonderful for you was there was there, uh, you know. You have an ugly baby. You know, I like I. I always I like kids. I've never wanted kids. I, you know, I I have written kids TV, but like I every so often I kind of forget that I don't sort of live in that world. You know, talking to someone and they're like, oh, I you know named my son Jack. I'm like, I always wanted to name a dog that. They're like, <laughs> not as amusing. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's the, you know, with the the, the the one thing I do have to say, I, I don't I don't begrudge. I mean, we had Jen Kirkman on here and we talked about. Being childless by choice a little bit. Oh, I love her stuff about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, she's 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 awesome and really really funny and 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 well thought. She has well thought out ideas about that. Um, I um, and and I don't really care whether people breed or not. It's it's up to them. I mean, honestly, like my thought is, if the planet needed more people, I take one for the team. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> well, after the zombie apocalypse, and we need to we well, need to repopulate the, thing, the world. Like, I'm 38, so even, like, when I was doing that whole zombie workout thing, I'm like, oh, my God, you guys. Like, I am too old to be used as breeding stock. Like, I'm, I, mean, I know people have, you know, kids in old later in life, star, but yeah. <laughs> that is the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me. Um, but, but, uh, uh. I'm old. Tish is old. Get, get on the microphone. <laughs> if you're, get, like my mother who plays Trivial Pursuit for the back room. I'm 39. <laughs> That's pretty old. But but the the one thing I will call bullshit on, and I thought about it just it was it, just the other day, it sort of sprung fully formed. Um, the people who are like, I've got cats, and that's just like having children. Oh or, no, because you can leave them and like I can put my yeah, dog you, in a crate and go have cocktails. Now it's gonna call the Department of Child and Family Services. If your dog annoys you. You could have it killed. <laughs> like a Roman emperor, you could have it killed. You could send it to a place and have it killed. <laughs> there are consequences for doing well, that I mean, to your child. I was going to say, you could do that, but not so okay. No, it's not okay. 
but but people do. Hi, sweetie. Did I have a child killed too? But there are consequences to that. There are legal and, and, and moral consequences to that. Whereas, you know. My mother know. would just like forget me at the mall. Except I was smart enough to figure out my way home. Yeah, see? That's why they teach kids in kindergarten and preschool, like, this is your address, right, just so right, your right, parents right. can't just sort of abandon you right. somewhere randomly. <laughs> so you're like Droopy Dog, you just show up at the door, hello. <laughs> like, hello, mother. <laughs> uh, so we're going to have some background noise with the uh, baby and mom here, so. But uh, be, be advised, people who are audio purists. People of the internet. Well, audio purists should want to hear that. Get a full idea of your world. This is the and Brody like I think they like to transmedia think, experience. I think they like to think that we exist in a rarefied sort of. Uh, you know, this is being intellectual from a bubble. Yeah, intellectual bubble. It's like a cone of silence. It's kind of like a cone of silence. Uh, where were we? I wanted to actually ask a little bit more about uh, Lizzie McGuire. Oh, sure. So, <laughs> She's do. legal now, so... Well, who is Lizzie McGuire? Hilary uh, Duff. Hilary Duff? Oh, is it Hilary Duff? Let me tell you, no 13-year-old should be that hot. Like, seriously, <laughs> you'd walk in, you're like, really? Well, really? Was, she, was she like, was she hot or was she made up to be hot? No, 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 she was just... Was she John Bidet hot? She was beautiful. Like, you, you, people talk well, about... Beautiful is beautiful. I mean, I have a beautiful People talk daughter. about, like, star quality. Like, you right. walk in and you're like... Sure. She right. just, like, and also, like, I have to say, like, I want, you know, you want a dish, but, like, so nice. Oh, good, good. So nice. I mean, I haven't talked to her, you know. I honestly, you know what, though? You know what, though? In my experience, limited as it is with the, the showbiz world, and maybe it's just that, that I'm, I, I hang out with nice people, very few total tools, I have run across very few total tools. I have to say, sort of in, in kind of my, my Hollywood career, most people, there were people who, when I was an assistant, could not remember my name, and when I was a writer or something, were like, oh, hello, we're at the Emmys together. Like, uh, they, they got it, but very transparent. Like, I got what they were talking about. And there are people who are just obvious assholes. But, but, but no obvious. more so, but no more so than in real life. No, no, no. And no I, more so than, like, I'm behind some douchebag in the line and, for a and movie. And let me tell whatever. you, I would rather have someone be an obvious asshole. Like, I, I, I was lucky enough that I, I worked for a woman who said, I will give you your first writing job if I get a show, and then actually did. Right, right, right. But there are a lot of people who are like, oh, I'll help you, I'll help you, I'll do whatever I can, I'll do whatever I can, right. and then are like, nowhere to be found. And that happens all the time, and that, to me, is way more annoying. Right, right, right. So, Agreed, it's like, be a douchebag, that's funny. So, so you're funny, like, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, so I, I but, but I don't think it's a, a percentage that's higher than, you know, Waiting in the supermarket line. Well, no, and I think that, like, there, there's sort of the version, like, there are places that you work. My very first job, I was working on um, the mailroom at UTA, which is United Talent yeah. Agency. And it was, like, literally, like, you know, from college, moved out here, or six months later, I got my first job. And um, so it's, like, literally, like, the first hour of my first day at my first Hollywood job, and I'm, I'm in the um, copy room. And, you know, people are calling down, saying, like, I need a copy of the script, I need a copy of that script. And, um... The baby is here, so I gotta lean in for this. Um, oh, so uh, what, I'll, I'll, use, I'll use a convenient. Uh, so earmuffs. yeah, earmuffs will be appropriate for this story. So first hour of the first day on my job, and the I got a call in the copy room. I'm like, hello, you take a copy room, and someone's like, I need a copy of this script, and I say, well, it's actually going to be about forty five minutes, and she goes, 
Listen, you stupid cunt. I am Jim Carrey's agent's assistant, and I need that now. <laughs> wow, that's some clout over the phone for the C-word. And all I could say was, I'm not stupid. <laughs> they would have heard me laughing, because that would have been ridiculous. <laughs> Jim Carrey's agent's <laughs> assistant. But you have to understand, though, it was 1995. So oh, agreed, 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 agreed. But still, the whole, like, I'm somebody really important... Somebody fairly important, somebody not important. <laughs> With that, that, that logical syllogism there. I know, <laughs> I know. But like as a dumb kid from the sure, class, yeah, I was yeah. like, I will not cry. And then, of course, I got it done. And then you cried. And then I cried. Absolutely. And then I cried. And I was like, okay, I, now I understand <laughs> how this all works. I did not call her any names. No. Good. We so, took the high road. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where she is now. Jim Carrey's agent's assistant? Yeah. What do you think happened to her? What do you think her trajectory? Shallow grave. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say thirty percent chance. Okay. Someone, oh, someone killed her with a tire and dumped her in a shallow grave. Thirty-five. You think so? I, I mean, do. Yeah. But I think also like those kind of trajectories don't necessarily work now. Like there, there are different ways in. Like yeah. as sort of you know the entertainment industry starts to crumble around us. You know, it's it's kind of a different. You know, there are some people who, yes, they're like they're writing specs and then they're getting staffed in a network show right. and then they're earning a gazillion dollars and I'd be very happy to be one of them. Right. But like, it's just not working that way right now. What's well, like from the comedy side? It's, it's you don't go to a festival and get signed to do a sitcom. That just doesn't yeah. happen anymore. Or like, yeah, handing out like overall deals. Like everybody's right. got like this twenty million dollar right. overall right. deal. Do something for us, hey. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah, it doesn't happen. But I mean, I I kind of like. I mean, I think writing a spec is fine because you, you, you get, whether you sell it or not or whether you shop it around, you actually get experience writing a script. I, so. Well, I absolutely, especially, you know, uh, original pilots. Like, if you're specking a pilot, it's like, you right. know, then they know your voice. And I just think also right. sort of the act of writing is kind yeah. of important. And that's also getting back all the way to the transmedia thing. Um, I, w- I was at a Writers Guild um, conference symposium um about writing for mobile which i've actually gonna write writing for the cell phone which i've actually done so i was like i'll go because i'll network and it'll be really good and um so we were we were sitting there and there were probably 150 people there but you had to be members of the writers guild so like these are people who are writers and um they were like okay here's the hashtag and ask questions via twitter and they're like how many people here are on twitter i raised my hand and someone on the panel raise their hand and we're like we're at a thing on writing for mobile like this is free yeah, yeah yeah like why and i'm thinking like people like do you think that someone's just going to hand you 20 million dollars to write a freaking iphone app like no it doesn't yeah. work that way anymore so like why don't you know this idea like why do you not just jump on it and start working on it just well, to have that well, I, I i think it would be easy to say that one of the main couple couple of the main thrusts of Shaky Town Radio Hour is one is do it yourself and and two is um, you know use the media that, that that's available. Well, yeah, <clears throat> and it, it's weird to me. Like I think that um, I recently had a meeting that I was hoping to talk about here, but I can't because I don't know how it shook out. Secret, um, exactly. Like watch what happens, but or actually listen to what happens maybe um but read we, on your blog we were talking about comedy and i was like you know twitter has been so great like i am not a comedian i'm not a stand-up i do not have the balls to be a stand-up that's not meaning women don't do stand-up i just I, i'm not like there's a sort of bravery that goes along with it that i cannot do 
But um, Twitter for comedy, like for me, like finding people who are super, super funny yeah. and also just sort of an easy way like for me as somebody who has sort of written television comedy and television sitcom, but is not necessarily stand up. Like it's a way to sort of keep those like keep sharp. Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, why is everybody not doing this? And I found all of these people, I, like the Jean George and, you know, the Casey St. Ange, who's brilliant oh, yeah. Casey, and so funny. We've mentioned her before. She's yeah. fantastic. Casey's one of those people who... Casey needs to come out to L.A. and spend some time with the baby and do the show here. Yeah. And it would be awesome. I mean, her blog is hysterical. Yes. Her, oh, yeah. is hysterical. her writing is great. Her well, writing is great. And also, like, what I, what I found super interesting also with the, with the magic... Of the internet is that, like, not only do you get this sort of brief, you know, funny haha on the Twitter, but you also get sort of this emotional connection. I have, I have I'm going to name drop for a second. Um, I had lunch today with Sarah Benincasa, who is Love Sarah super, super funny. Sarah J. Benincasa. She is super, super funny. She She's super funny. done a bunch of stuff with, with Comedy Central, and she does, like, you know, the Michelle Bachman and, mm-hmm. and, and Sarah Palin video blogs. Um, she has sold her one woman show, Agora Agora Fabulous, um, which I saw on Monday and it's like mind blowing. Um, she also though, like there's a thing called form spring, which is at the ask me anything. Right, right, right. And most people sort of use it and like sort of the, Hey, anonymous people, you want to know about me? Ask me anything. And Sarah uses it as a, I can solve, not I can solve all your problems, but it's the version of like. Do you need guidance in life? Yeah, the advice column. She should get a Pulitzer for Form Spring. Sure. Like it's like these moments. Like there are people sort of reaching out anonymously, and like these, these kind of like it's really kind of sweet and emotional and connected, and like all of the best things that you wanted this piece of technology to but, be. But about. she also has a she also has a talk radio background. Yes, she does. Yeah. But that's but she didn't start. There, she started being funny, Sarah Beth yeah, yeah, yeah. and ended up. Yeah. But um, she no longer has that show. I know. I, I saw Bastards. that. Bastards. But yeah. she is just like it's. So you get sort of this full picture of people too, which you know I also understand. Sort of as you're going out there, can be a little like breeding for stalkers because people right. feel like they really know you. Right, right, right. And so I'm always very careful, to, you know, with people that like, you know, like, I really like like and respect like the Paul of Tompkins and the Jamie Haddad, but like I don't know them. Like I'm acquaintances. Right, 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 right. And right. I will say hello to them, but like we're not friends. Right. And like understanding sort of that level and, and there are people who are still, who are new to it who are still figuring out all of that stuff. But I mean, I have so much of my life. I mean, I'm 38 years old. I've been blogging since 1997, so if we do the math, I have a third of my life that's right. out there online. Right. And there are plenty of people who are like, oh, I know everything about you. Like, yeah, oh. yeah, that that always, that, that, yeah. that aspect of it is really interesting to me as far as, um, you know, what is real and, and what is not real. I mean, I, I kind of figure it like this, is, is I, I, I moved around a lot as a kid, and I have a very, I, I think I have a very... <laughs> Thank See, you that's much. what she thought about that. Not I have a very <laughs> refined sense of who um, who I would hang out with. And I think Twitter, I think that just is, the, the folks that I follow on Twitter, I, mean, I follow a lot of people on Twitter, but right. but, but I, I tend to weed them down to like about 100, 110 or so. And I would have no problem. I, I, I looked at it like when I made my list, if I was having a party... I would invite I would invite all whatever eighteen hundred people I yeah, follow, yeah. but those hundred or so people I would really want to show up. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and and that's the kind of thing. But but yeah, Eugene, you'd see that the biggest gift would be from me, and the card attached. <laughs> I think you know what to say. The biggest, the biggest bottle. Anyways, um, but yeah, but that's the that's the if I but that, that's the way I look at it. But 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 yeah, you know, you're you're. I mean, but when you do stand-up, you are, well, depending on the kind of stand-up you do, um, the stand-up I like is very personal. So I don't have a problem being personal to strangers, essentially. Uh, well, and I think that, like, to me, that's also what... Hey, cutie. Talk about being personal. Um, that's also what I react to. Um, so Will, my husband, and I, um, he's Be The Boy on Twitter, had a chat show. Hi, hi Will. <laughs> We had a chat Well, show. seriously, start dinner. Yeah. I um, we were clothed, and um, because I always have people are like, oh, my husband, and I had a show on the internet. And you're like, no, 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 it's not that <laughs> not kind of show. show. Right. We're not swingers. And um, although someone was like, oh, well, I wouldn't want to swing with you anyway. And I'm like, well, what's wrong with me? Well, why say that too? So, anyways, I know how rude. Yeah. How rude. Emily Post needs to deal with zombies and swingers. So, Emily um, Post is probably dead, so she would have so a, she's a dead. line on So, the, zombie Emily Post yeah. should be dealing with all of this. So, um, so we had this this um, chat show that we would do on Newstream where basically we would fix a couple of cocktails and just tell funny stories. Right. And it wasn't like people were like, um, there were people who were like, oh, do you do stand up? And I'm like, no, we just get up and tell funny stories about our families right. because if we can't do that, then we'd have to pay a lot in therapy. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I, I that that's the did, did we finish the Sarah Benincasa story? Because I want to hear the end of that if we didn't. Um, no, I was just saying she she should get a Pulitzer. She's she's a yeah, comedian yeah, yeah. Yes, who, yes. who has this like great sort of unique voice and is is so sort of connected. You feel like she really cares, and she does. She's a delight. Yeah, I went through something as a musician in Phoenix where my songs being so personal that I mean to the point where. X's names were in the songs. I hate you, you know. my ex. Did they, did Whose they, name is this? They weren't too happy about that. You were like the Dave Coulier. Of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The she doesn't even see. She doesn't even say his name. No, she right. Because because frankly, that song would lose a lot of its power. Exactly. It no one's buying that. The, Dave my, my favorite my favorite story about uh, uh, you ought to know is um, my buddy Vic was in a relationship with this this girl at the time, and uh, when that song came out. And she, they were having this, like, real serious conversation. Um, and she was like, wow, you know, Alanis Morissette, Morissette must have been really been hurt by, you know, that guy to write this song. It's so powerful. And Vic was like, maybe she's just a kook. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they, like, went out a couple times and she's just a kook. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, think about it. Okay, she went down on him in a movie theater. <laughs> she's talking about you know like I hope you're happy eating dinner together and it's like what are you looking through her windows <laughs> you know it's like chances yeah. are he probably is yeah, maybe maybe she's just a kook yeah. <laughs> and, then, and well you know she's a kook because then you realize it's Dave Coulier right oh, I think this was before that had become public public knowledge yeah, yeah. That it's it's the dude from Full House, really. But I mean, sort of that like th- that decision on like how much to share, and then like right. I've never like yeah. having been online for all of this time. Everybody that I I have been dating like had never kind of been comfortable right. with that. My my the guy that I dated for a long time before I got married, um, not my husband because we only dated five weeks and right, right. then we were, got married five months later. But um, he had created a show and like was like while he was on MySpace and because 
Facebook wasn't around then. Um, he wasn't comfortable with being me being sort of out there mm-hmm. to that extent. So I was very sort of careful and cognizant because also he was the guy that earned the money, and I, right. you know I didn't want to step on any toes. And also, it's my choice to blog and do all of this, and it wasn't his. So I really got that. But um, once he and I broke up, I kind of just sort of exploded. And then when I met Will, I will. And um, and he was blogging, and it was weird because it was the first time where I I had met somebody. Cause not a lot of guys do that. Like there are just not as many out there. Right. And um, especially like you know usually it's like daddy like the daddy blogger. Sure. Not yeah. that there's anything wrong with that. And um, so it was. It's weird to have somebody who kind of gets it and understands it. But it also created when we, after we got married, like some postmodern problems of like, what do you share? And like, is that my material or your material? Right, right, right. Like there was a, a time where I was writing for this humor site called Pointless Banter and he went and blogged about something. And I'm like, that was my experience that I told you about. And then you went and <laughs> stole it. Like you stole my material. So. <laughs> the baby's killing me. Um, Yeah. And then that whole thing about, you know, people feeling like they know you and your your personality being, as other people see it, being defined by your, your creative output, which is, you know, I mean, I, I yeah. I like to think, I mean, for in, in my from my point of view, I'm not particularly different. Oh, jeez. I'm not particularly different in real life than I am on Twitter. Right. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I have to be a little more pithy. I think I'm more wordy and more verbose in real life. Well, because we have more than 140 uh, absolutely, characters. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and I use every single one. See, I've, I've gone the opposite direction. Because I felt so overexposed at some point, I am, I'm not saying that I'm not real the way I express myself online or through creative stuff anymore but, but I, are you I, more careful like you pack it in like a little super bit guarded yeah. well you know what Very, I, I, like I, there's stuff we don't talk about on this show because right. I made it clear like I don't want to address that right. part of my life or because the horns growing out of his head yeah yeah and the tail yeah what's yeah. well, a vestigial tail not even a real tail <laughs> but but I mean I, I the, the one thing that I do keep I mean I have a day job and I, I will not talk about my employer because yeah. that's not my, and I that's think not anything to talk about. Just super smart. But other than that, I don't really have. I mean, anything I would talk about on stage, I would talk about on the internet. You know, I mean, it's it, it's it's I I don't have a problem with that, and yeah. it's all my opinions. And if you want to call bullshit on my opinions, call bullshit on my opinions. I, I did have an issue um, initially when I when I was working on Lizzie, and they were like, "Listen, you have this website. What do you talk about on it?" And I was like, I don't, you know, like while I would talk about work, I wouldn't talk about work and like I'm giving stuff away. Right, right, right. It would be like, oh, I was having this conversation, but it was nothing that was about work per se. It could be if you worked at a gas station. Exactly. Like right. it just, it, it, it didn't matter, but they were like, listen, look, we're really uncomfortable with that. So I really, I, I, I pulled it back a lot, but I was like, listen, you have like after Lizzie went down, like. I didn't get hired again by that company that produced it. And I'm sure people can figure out what that was. And while I love that company, it was like, why am I being so careful for someone who hasn't hired me at right, all? Right, 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 right. So it was the thing where it's like, why can't I just write? And like, I'm not writing about anything that's so like crazy out there. Well, you know what? You know what I think the problem is, is, is these days there's, um, we have at the place that I work, um, which I'm not going to mention the name of, we, we have a lot of regulatory things and compliance things that we have to do. And one of the things that they're always harping on every year, we have to go through this compliance training and you have to avoid the perception of a conflict of interest. And I think that's the problem with 
you know, or impropriety, whatever conflict yeah. of interest, impropriety, whatever. Yeah. And and there's a worry about things being perceived. I, I think out of the gate, you're already kind of like, well, you talk about stuff. <laughs> well, and we back can't then, control that. Also, it was Man. 2000, 2001, so it was like, oh, this I'm sure it's is even worse. Really yeah. weird. I yeah. mean, remember, like it used to be weird when yeah, people yeah. were like, what do you do on the internet? And right. it's like, no, I swear, it's not porn. <laughs> I don't want that to be her seventh word. She will say um, But right. now, like, that's how I get my jobs. Like, I get right, my right, job. Right. Not, not, I mean, not through porn. But, I mean. <laughs> we, we. <laughs> not a swinger. But the. Uh, I will. I am a Nina. So. Not Nina, the smack mistress. But, so, not yeah, it. all of that, like, adds to what I do. The gene cracking up. Is, I'm cracking myself <laughs> He's speaking of cracking up. Did you see the the Eli and Braden and Paul Tompkins going back and forth about things today? Because I guess they con they that uh, Braden posted a thing up to a, a a link to an article that was posted by a website that took something Paul said out of context. This is our like the, welcome to the Paul Tompkins corner of Shaky Town Radio because we have to talk about Paul at some point. Uh, anyway. But I love Paul Tompkins. He's he's a funny funny man. He's all right. He's okay. If you like that sort of thing, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, 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 but it was, but it was the cracking yourself up thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and they took this little snippet of, of another article out of context about Paul cracking himself up. But his point was that he says things that he thinks is funny. And since a lot of his stream of consciousness, he cracks himself up as he thinks of it, you know, which is an honest thing. It's like, I thought of something funny and I'm laughing at it. Well, and he also talked about that in a couple of shows a right, few right, months right. ago where he was like, oh, I'm here to crack. Like, and I was like, of course, if you don't find it funny personally, then why are you <laughs> telling anybody else? Right, 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 right. Right. Well, but I think there are a lot of comics that I think, I think there is a sort of comic that writes jokes that are not necessarily things that, that they find funny. You know, that they write like, you know, there's a joke formula. The whole rule threes thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, God, look at any internet humor site. You know, it's like it's it's like there's a lot of people who, or or the whole zombie ninja pirate thing. Yeah, it's like this, this is going to be cool to a certain demographic because yeah. well, you say a certain word. If you want sort of classic sitcom, it's like set up, set up jokes, set yeah. up, set up joke. I mean, I I remember like my biggest problem in the writers' room would be you know like people are like oh you worked on a kid show but it's like you know the writers' room like you're pitching jokes like right. you, you have to be funny. It's sort of the, even that. See, I'm funny. Or she's crying. I'm, I'm clearly not mater uh, maternal. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Oh, but she... But it depends on the cry. Yeah. Because okay. sometimes... Because sometimes she's crying because she's frustrated. And if you do something funny, she'll laugh. So, she'll like be... <laughs> and then you'll do something funny and she'll be like... Ah, ah, ah. So. But, like, my problem was that as I was starting to pitch my joke, I was cracking myself up. So, my executive producer was like, you have to learn to pitch a joke without laughing. But if it's funny, like, that's my point. But it's funny. Yes, absolutely. So I got over it. Well, that's what's great about Twitter is because you can't hear me laughing at my own jokes, which I do. All <laughs> well, we have a lot of hey, uh, we have a lot of back and forth on our. Um, so Will and I. Um, so a lot like when when Will and I are on Twitter. I will. We um, so we're on sort of dueling laptops and, and watching TV and like. We'll say stuff and crack ourselves up, but the other thing is like, can I say that? Can I say that? Like every so often, it's like, and it's not like we're saying something offensive, but it's like, 
will somebody find that mean? Like, we're being mean about right, somebody. Right. But, like, we have, like, a whole, like, the true secret life. I, I thought about I thought about this the other day too. Um, somebody posted something and it, and it was it was a dig at a comic, and it got me thinking about the whole um, uh, internet. Oh, you know what it was? Oh, I know exactly what it was. Um, Brody Stevens was on his little podcast thing that he does, and I'm belittling it. His podcast <laughs> thing that he does isn't that cute. We all have little podcasts. That's the thing. Um, he was on this podcast and um, he had Red Band on. Whom I guess is some Joe Rogan friend MMA guy thing. Okay. Who has a big following um, of the Joe Roganite type MMA fan people who have very vocal opinions about what they like and dislike about comedy. Right. And Brody Stevens is not something they like. Because I, I know when 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 Paul's Tom when, when the Tomcast was was number one, there were a lot of you're not as funny as Corolla or you're not as funny as whatever, and you know it's like it, it, there's so many people out there who are just so totally willing to like throw you under the bus for whatever reason that it's like it really bothers me that that like it's like bashing Dane Cook. It's like he works hard. I know how hard it is to to do comedy. You know, I, 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 I see my friends who do it as a professional, you know, mm-hmm. as a, in a professional capacity who make their living at it. That's even harder. Yeah. And, you know, why, who are you to shit on that? You know, right. and that, that really kind of bothers me. And I've been giving it a lot of thought. It's like, why not be positive about it in general? You know, why well, not? I think like there, there is a version of, um, while I do not have, you know, a million followers, but I think about... 40-some, like, 4,000 followers on Twitter. And, like, I think, like, you know, like, use my voice for good. Like, I am going to promote things that I like. Do I promote everybody that comes across? Like, no. But, like, there are things, like, I actually, I will be at, like, you know, Paul Tompkins. Like, I will be at the show. He's super, super funny. I will listen to, like, all of those things. Like, I promote people that I think are super funny and that I listen to and that I want to do well. It's It's this version of, like, I want... I would like them to earn a poop load of money yes, yeah. doing the thing that makes me laugh. So I, I promote those things. Right. And like and there are like I you know, I always tell people like I don't work for free, but like there are things that I work for free on. There oh, yeah. are things that I, I believe like I'm working on a non profit actually your dog just walked in, which made me think of it. Like I'm working on a non profit that is working to sort of change the public perception of pit bulls. Yeah. I work on that for free because yeah. that's something that I believe in. And pit bulls are awesome dogs yes. when they're not raised by jerks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. So um Except for the fact that they are they're built like cinder blocks and when one jumps on you from <laughs> But they, they're not they're, expecting they're, it. They're lap dogs, so they're always jumping. I know, I know. I'm expected. saying. Like if they were, if they were women, like they were all girls, mm-hmm. you'd be like, you don't need to try so hard. Because <laughs> since they're dogs, you're like, oh my god, isn't that cute? Yeah. Well, I think that's dog. That's most breeds of dogs yeah. in general. It's embarrassing when a pit bull breaks into your house and is in <laughs> your bed naked, and you walk in. And... But I think I think part of the problem is to bring it kind of around to what we're talking about. Is I think there's that there are people who. Whatever level of, of comfort they have about re- exposing themselves on the internet and not about porn. Um, and then there's the folks who, who kind of have the anonymous herd mentality. And, and the people who have the anonymous herd mentality 
are the people who like your show is no good and I have to hate on it and you know they that's just, just from our mailbag. <laughs> that's just yeah, like, that's they, from my mom. Are you they kidding? just say stuff. Well, the yes. funny thing is like it's interesting to me because I also like the things that they do like like it's it's the version of if they supported that thing that thing that they do like would be way more successful. The people haters are gonna hate. Well, yeah, yeah. But I think that it's the version of, like, if they concentrated promoting the things that they like, those things would be farther ahead than the things that they hate. But I think a lot of the, well, I mean, I, and this is, again, a sweeping generalization, a lot of the stuff that they like doesn't need to be promoted, per se. But you're right, absolutely. Be positive. And, and that was kind of my... <laughs> Baby. But but my thing is simply, like, I like to promote the people that I yeah. think are, are good and funny because I want those people to be paid more so they can just be good and funny all of the time to entertain me. So oh, it's absolutely. Very it's, selfish. it's totally a selfish right. thing. It's very selfish. But it's also, but it's also I mean, th- th- that's the thing about the, the Twitter, and we, we talked about it a little bit earlier. It's it's like I have been, I mean, I knew, I knew you know, people like Paul Tompkins, but, but, you know, I have been opened up to... A ton of really great people. I mean, you you included. I mean, it's it's like um, uh, the 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 amount of. I mean, I love comedy and I love writing and I love wit and I like you know people who are sharp and funny and, and quick and that's just you know it's like the perfect venue. It's like totally mm-hmm. the perfect venue because you can get a snippet of somebody and you can also usually get more in depth. You know, and, and and there are people that like I would never have the opportunity to know, right? Um, that I can, you know, again, are we are we BFFs? No, but like no. you know, like the Bill Corbett and the Virginia Corbett, you absolutely, know, who absolutely. are fabulous. Yes. Who you know, they live in Minnesota. Like I would never have an opportunity to know them or whatever. And right. who the hell would ever go to Minnesota? <laughs> The musical selections for this episode are from Punk Side Story, and it's exactly what you think it is, a punk rock version of West Side Story, by the band Schlong, uh, which features Dave Mello, the drummer from Operation Ivy, and uh, his brothers were in the band, and for this uh, record they have tons of people. This is one of my all-time favorite CDs, one of my all-time favorite albums, and it is available on Hopeless Records. Um, it's been out for quite a while, so you should be able to find it out there. Uh, now we return to our conversation with Nina. So uh, we were, uh, so yeah, you, you, we're talking about uh, um, yeah, Bill and Virginia Corbett, yeah, awesome folks, um, yeah, uh, Casey Sinange and, and Matt uh, Debenham. Um, I mean, just awesome, awesome people, awesome people. And uh, you know what's interesting about Twitter? Like, I, I have much experience of meeting people on the internet, and um, you have these experiences where. People sort of don't match up. I'm not saying live up, but they just don't match sort of their sure. online their persona. Yeah. yeah. And um, but I have I have found with Twitter, 99% of the time, like people are exactly who I think they are. <laughs> I, I wonder if it's because it's more stream of consciousness in a lot of ways, and more. It's I think with I like think, less carefully crafted. Yeah, I think I think you can't. What you. <laughs> Someone's getting their, their clothes taken off. I can. That's the sound. <laughs> that's of, great. Welcome. That's the sound of babies getting things pulled over their face. Um, uh, but Hopefully yeah, when I, she's sixteen, she'll continue to do that. I, knock on Formica. 
Um, but yeah, I, I think I think part of it is that is it's it's really hard to overthink a tweet, mm-hmm. and I'm sure some people do, but but I think it's a lot more honest than you know a lot of other venues. There are times where I've gone, I'm like, oh, it would have been funnier if I had said it this way. Well, no, no, I think there's always a, the you're, you know, I mean, especially if you're a writer of some sort, I, there's always the urge for rewrites, and and I know I could have done something tighter or funnier with some of the stuff that I've written on Twitter, but oftentimes I, with with 140 characters. Cares. Well, you can't be, and actually, getting back to the whole transmedia thing, like there, there is a lot of you know, as a writer, especially working in Hollywood, you're so used to going through eight million drafts and getting notes right, right, and right, 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 that. Right, right, right. And when you're working in transmedia, like there, there are some projects I have not worked on them where you have to sort of pre-write tweets. But to me, the best part of Twitter is that is interactive and live and right. in the moment. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people like, here's where, I, like, here's my general outline of the experience. But you have to just trust that I'm going to understand how to do the Twitter. You and that's kind of awesome. You don't get to do that in a lot of jobs. And I just do it on the fly because that's how Twitter works. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, but see, I think this comes back to the whole Walking Dead thing. I think that you can tell when something is forced. Mm-hmm. You can tell when there's, you know, it's like, I, I, I guess it can turn into a soap opera. That's fine. Yeah. But, but, but the fact that you have these soap opera elements show, too, in... You know, when people should be way more concerned about, you know, getting their brains eaten. I, I think that's kind of the same thing. Is that, yeah, you could pre plan out the entire experience, but it's like and hell, you could you could even use tools to schedule the tweets to happen. Yeah. I and mean, people would ask me that actually when I was working on this project called Belmont, um, the school was on the east coast. And of right. course we are in Los Angeles. Right. So we're on, you know, Pacific uh, standard time. So school started at eight o'clock in the morning, which is five AM here. here. And so people are like, Well, didn't you schedule those tweets? And I'm like, No, because if someone responded to them, I needed to be able to respond back. Right. Like they will understand, like we you know part of this, you know, timing is everything. Yeah. And not just like, you know, sort of comedic timing or dramatic timing, but just the version of, hey, you know, why is why is this why is this character up at four o'clock in the morning? They wouldn't be up at four o'clock in the morning and with the time change and so those are things you have to think about. Yeah, well, I, I, we come back to what are you trying to model? If you're actually trying to model a real-life experience, then it, it needs to conform to real-life rules, or it doesn't make any sense to anyone. Exactly. But, but, but you know, not everybody necessarily thinks that way. That's because people ones, are schmucks. And I think that, like, sort of the, the, the experiences that aren't successful, like, uh, to me, those are kind of basic. Like, you don't really need to... No one trained me in this. Right, right, This right. is just something that, you know, as a writer, I'm like, okay, where, what is my world? Where do they inhabit? What do my characters do? And then figure like I understand how to use you know these platforms. You know I'm not I'm I, I'm not solving cancer. As a friend of mine likes to say, <laughs> right, right. I'm not a scientician. I'm not solving cancer. But here. Um, but these are things that you know could people are willing to pay me for. So that's awesome. Awesome. I, I'd like yeah. to hear about the uh, the what you set up with MTV. The the I'm messing up the pronunciation though. The Valmont. There is Valmont, which Valmont. <laughs> so Valmont was a uh, an MTV project done with Electric Farm Entertainment and Verizon, and basically. Um, yeah, I noticed the Verizon. Uh, Verizon, Verizon. Yes, give us oh, a good Oh, product placement, man. But well, it's interesting. Like, okay, first of all, um, spoiler alert: um, College for Vampires. Sure. But it sort of, it was, it was grown out of, I did not, there was actually a press release that went out for this new thing that I'm working on. It said I was a co-creator. I was not a co-creator, but I created all of the online stuff. So I was the trends media producer on all of that. And one, two streamies. Um, can I say that? 
So, not not porn. I don't, I don't care. So, um, <laughs> say whatever you want. Why, why, why care? You so, it basically sort of revolved around, though, this, this, this woman finds her dead brother's phone. And, like, mm-hmm. even, like, you know, so, yes, sponsored by Verizon. But when you pick up your phone, like, your phone has your life. Everyone's like, oh, my life is yeah. on my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it kind of grew out of that. Right, right, right. And um, so, so they were our sponsor, and they were awesome in the sense that they were like, you know, get our logo correct and don't say anything bad and do right. whatever you want. And so I just sort of created everything around that. But, you know, again, like, you know, so there were, for Valmont, I think there were nine characters on Twitter. There was an alternate reality game at ValmontU.com. There was a Facebook page. There were three character blogs. Um, and so I was basically, you know, working from five o'clock in the morning. That's a shitload of content. Yeah. And like, and, and the thing is, you know, when, when you're working kind of in this world, the one thing you want is you really want people to be, I'm going to use this word that I hate, engaged. Sure. And so the more that they engage and the more that they respond, the more content you need to come back with. Right, right, right. And the problem is that. Because there's nothing worse than, there's nothing worse than, um, like kind of a dry well. Yeah, like they sense. want. They're asking for more, and you have nothing to right, give right, them. Right, right. And, and and the thing is, like for a lot of these things, like especially even like big budget things, like we've already, you know, our budget is here, and this has been built, and there's no more money. So it's right. like, how can you create stuff? And like for me, it's like I'm really comfortable. Like okay, I was like, okay, this character, you know, Poppy's gonna have a blog, and just like, oh my god, like all this stuff happened, and I'm gonna create these like sort of smaller narrative threads, right. and whatever the audience like would respond to and pull, I would follow those. Right. And that's something. So you sort of need to have kind of this outline in your head. You need to know like the things that you've built that are going to launch that you have no control over, like they're absolutely going to happen. Mm-hmm. You need to know where you are there. Then we had the web series, which obviously I couldn't change and had been shot. Right. But everything else, as long as I knew my world, I could play with. Right. Some things I put out there and nobody picked up and some things I put out there and people ran with. And we just sort of created, like, so you have, you're like creating stories on the fly. You're creating Twitters on the fly. You're it's, responding on the fly. It's, it's pure crazy. Improv. Yeah. It's pure improv. It's kind of like somebody re- um, referred to it. Um, my friend and mentor, um, Brent Friedman, um, described it as performance art. It is performance and art. And I, I had actually one of the actors was reading in an interview. She was like, well, I would have liked to do the Twitter. And I was like, well... You are an actor and you did a great job, but that's not an act like an actor who can do the Twitter would be great, right. but it's like that we need a writer to do it. Like there's not a right, right, performing right. on camera. There's, there's a handful of people that I would trust to do something like that. Yeah. And it's really, it's this version of like, you know, some days there may be nothing and some days you may be working 20 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Now the next um, project I worked on with MTV called Savage County, um, we had an actress who, um, we decided, like, maybe we can do these, like, little, like, video blogs mm-hmm. where she's, like, she's looking for her friend, you know, hey, you guys, have you seen her? Right. And, um, however, we didn't have a big camera crew. It was, like, she had a MacBook. So I was, like, hey, you know, can you, can you do this? Just do that then, but that's very um, Her name is, you know, Becca Graff is her name. She's fabulous. And so she would, like, record these video blogs. I'm, like, okay, I record them, you know, six or seven. And, like, she would, I would give her, like, three or four video blogs to do and, she would remember, like, okay, I'd slightly turn, you know, the the um, the MacBook. I'm going to change my hair because it doesn't want it, you don't want it right. to look like you want to look. I, like I did these fast. all, in, yeah, thirty seconds between each one. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay. But like with, with your coffee, with your coffee, your 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 drink that goes down slightly with everything. And I mean, and the, the other crazy thing is like, not all actors can look into the camera 
and oh, talk yeah, yeah. to people. It was very like, help me be run. You're my only hope. Yeah, and like yeah. having to do that, like is, is harder than like acting with cameras far away. Right. And like, that's yeah. something that not everybody can do. And she was amazing. So it was like, once I figured out she could do it, I was like, Oh my God, I'm using you for everything. Cause it's like having text or having a cute girl go, Hey guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. like <laughs> I understand how this works. <laughs> No, I I, I, uh, I saw some of those. I saw some of them. So when you they were good. produced these, and and maybe you could uh, tell us more about what an alternate reality game, alternate reality game is, or ARG. ARG, yeah, I hate the ARG. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of a weird thing, and 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 people are are still kind of figuring. It, it's like transmedia in the sense, of like you know, people are like, what is it? Mm-hmm. Um, there are a, a lot of alternate reality games out there. Um, there are some classic ones. Um, I Love Bees, which, mm-hmm. and The Beast, which was around AI, which was one of the first ones back in 2000, I think. And a lot of them are basically like, the way that I like to explain it is you are sort of playing a game, but you are a real life character. Like you are playing yourself. And you are sort of finding out these either hidden websites or yeah, clues, clues or codes, and a or... lot of them are sort of um, uh, conspiracy theory based and mystery based. With Belmont, I built an alternate reality game, but I also realized that people weren't going to um, our our audience wasn't going to necessarily be interested in like clues and, and heavy mystery. Right. So I wanted to build it sort of on drama. Like okay. you know, we're doing this this, you know, vampire college. And so I thought about like what happens when you go to college? Well, you know, you go to college, you meet all these new people. And like so now this woman is going to college and she's thinking that one of these people murdered her brother. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have the basics of college. Like who do you trust and who are your people and I don't know what to do. And then this kind of extra level of do you know anything about my brother? Did you know my brother? What was going on? So I built the alternate reality game more on drama. And with my alternate reality game, there were no sort of right or wrong answers. It was sort of kind of, it wasn't like a choose your own adventure. It was sort of shaping your belief. And at the end of the game, you basically chose like, am I standing with the college or am I standing with this revolution? And your choices sort of um, like kind of dictated where you were going, and it created a lot of um, conversation online. Mm-hmm. Because since there were no wrong answers, it wasn't a whole bunch of people trying to figure out one thing. It was people saying, "Well, I," you know, it was basically Republicans and Democrats fighting on Twitter. Right. Well, I'm right. No, I'm right. But no, she said this. No, but they said that. But you don't need to trust that person because they did X, Y, and Z. And so, creating around that, you know, that that MTV. You know, vampire audience like they love drama. Right, you know, they right, love right, like, right. oh my god, she said this, and I can't believe that. Like all of that sort of stuff is what I played on. Also, I'm just not smart enough to create an alternate reality game that's that difficult to figure out. I'm the only one person. Like a lot of those places that do that have like, you know, code and code experts and right. cipher experts, and like those people are super smart. And like I'm smart, but I'm one person. So if there's these two paths, and like say Gene is with the one faction uh-huh. and I'm with the other, I'm Team Brody. <laughs> are we? Is is the game going on in this at the same time simultaneously for everybody, and it's just yes. different aspects that they're well, well, participating see, or, in, or it or it, it simply exists? Yeah, yeah. It's not like when you, the problem with alternate reality games is you think of gaming as like. 
I earned so many points or, and it, it's not really like that. It's almost like mine was sort of a series of decisions mm -hmm. that sort of made you personally relate to one character more or one, the other character right. more. Um, so there were no sort of negative consequences. The problem though with a lot of these games though, even the ones that are conspiracy theory based is that they're hard to replay. Yeah, Actually, no. I managed to sort of repackage a lot of the Valmont, not the Twitter, but a lot of the Valmont experience um, for the international release. So there is sort of a version being played out there. But it's mostly because people haven't seen it before. Correct. Yeah. And, and it's all sort of being played out on like the whatever their international version of ValmontU.com is. But like the Twitter, like I knew like I'm like literally like in my, you know, 70 page outline, which is what it ended up being over the three or four months. Um, the Twitter was like, I'll be talking about this this week, but like, I didn't have anything written because right. it's like, I simply do not have the time because I'm supporting all of these different things. And also I want to leave enough room. I'm not a believer in you know, people like, oh, transmedia is choose your own adventure and the audience chooses and they decide where it goes. And it's like, no, I'm the writer. Right. I decide. I give you this world. Now you may decide where you're interested in that world, yeah. and then I'll follow you. I give you enough room mm -hmm. to kind of you know talk and play, and then I will pay attention to what you're talking and playing about. Well, again, again, it's the it's like I said. What are you trying to model? If you're trying to model the real world, you know, we could leave right now. We could get in my car and we could go to Bob's Big Boy and and have coffee, or we could go to Taco Bell and have burritos. Yeah. Gene, I'm on a detox. So I can't do any of this right now. <laughs> well, we could go to Bob's Big Boy, and you could watch us have coffee. There's some tea. We, or we could go to <laughs> exactly. You could have a hot water with lemon. Okay, um, I can do that. See, there you go. Room. Boom. There, there you go. That's the thing. Um, I'm a fixer. So exactly. So so, uh, but there are those experiences that you can have, and they're out there. And and I guess as a creator of transmedia or alternate reality games, you either. You can either have a choose your own adventure where it's like here's this and here's this, or you can have nodes or places that people can end up at web pages, blogs, or whatever. And I think in the kind of the more classic sense, you know, things messages hidden in web pages that people pour over. Mm -hmm. But I think the replayability factor comes in, and you know, a week after something comes out, there's going to be a Wikipedia page on it, and people are going to be able to experience you know, whatever everyone's found. Yeah, and I think that, like, you know, with, with Savage County, which is a horror movie um, that was written and directed by this guy, David Harris, who's amazing. Um, Not in UCB's David Harris. The, no. Okay. No, I was like, I don't think so, unless he's right. keeping something secret from me, but I don't think so. <laughs> so he, um, so he and this other guy, uh, David Gale, who's the head of new media at MTV, were like, hey, what if we did an alternate reality game, like the type where, you know, you sort of, get a clue after the movie. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's super interesting, but um, the movie's premiering in three weeks and I'm doing all this stuff like for the stuff that I was, but I was like, let me see if I can do it. Like we have no money, but I was like, let me see if I can build this thing. Right. Cause you know, then I was like, well, yeah, sure I can do it. And so, um, but again, you have to kind of consider your audience and the MTV audience is not the ARG audience, like the ARG right. audience is like really like digging deep for everything. Right, right, right. So I had to make it sort of not easy, but like super, super clear. And like the ARG audience will look for every little. Yeah, they'll go, they'll go look up things on like internet and find out who registered a site yeah. and track sites down by, by, you know, the name of the person who registered the yeah. site to try and no. right. connections super, between. They're super, super smart. 
And, you know, I wrote this very, like, very short arc. It was, like, you know, seven days because also, like, my lo- like my last day was a Saturday. I'm, like, I'm not going to be running this past when I'm right. working. So, um, but, like, the last clue was sort of the hardest clue. And it was this version of, you know, go straight to the source. And a classic arg, it's usually, like, sort of baby arg material is looking in the source code. But it was really tough for a lot of people. Like, they were, like, I don't understand it. And so, like, it was, like, sort of seeding these clues but the art people were like really that's it yeah, right, right, and right. somebody was like I'm going to write a scathing blog post on <laughs> this worst ARG ever and honestly I was like you know and I, I said you know I'm here and available like I'll answer whatever questions you've got and and I was like I want and I read it and she all of her I was like you're absolutely right you know I was like I just did with what I had available Uh, Can I also share that there is a a bottle of bourbon and a sippy cup on the floor? <laughs> Both of those are mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you kind of have to lead them by the nose in a lot of ways. Yeah, and you have to, but you have to sort of know the temperature of your audience to do that, right. and sort of that level of activity and being kind of aware. And right. you know, some there are some people who are like, I don't want to know what these internet people are doing. It's like, no, those internet people are your audience. They're the ones <laughs> that make sure you get paid. So be nice to them. Right. We'd like them to come back. Right. I love my internet people. Internet people. But I mean, I have to tell you, like, you know, when I when I was just sort of doing Just TV, I would talk to my then manager about, like, oh, the internet, it's super, you know, exciting, all this stuff is going on. He's like, no one cares about the internet. Like, that was literally, like, you know. Shut down. Yeah. Boom, done. And, and. Who cares? You know, my brothers would be like, are these your, I have an older brother and younger brother, and they would be like, are these your real friends or your internet friends? <laughs> And it's yeah. like, see, that's the thing is, is, is again, you know, I know, I know, I don't, I, I have made real friends on yeah. the internet. Yeah. Are you seeing good night? That's how Gene and I met, and that's how Gene and his wife met. Yeah. Nanai. I mean, between 1997 and when I got married in 2007, I had had one date that I actually, it was like a, a fix up, like a friend of mine was like, oh, you'll love this guy. But outside of that, it was only internet dating. Like, yeah. I did not go on a single and people are like aren't you embarrassed and I'm like well you're the one sitting at home going no one's going to ever marry me I mean, and that wasn't my also I was never I, I was going to be mourned by my pets and my plants right, right, like right. I didn't really care well your pets because so, you can't exactly. yeah. we know that my plants just mourn when they come to my house right, right. <laughs> like, we're going to die soon <laughs> dead man walking <laughs> plants are all playing harmonicas <laughs> singing, singing spirituals oh <laughs> uh. Gonna take that long walk <laughs> to the dumpster, to the compost pile. Well, you know, like I always keep them in the house for as long as I can, and then I'm like, I'll put them outside of like the oh, last possible. That's creepy. Moment. That's like Buffalo Bill. I know, I know. Sounds little hands. Put the fertilizer in the basket. <laughs> put the fertilizer in the basket. <laughs> or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> It's overwatered. Well, I actually didn't kill something because I was like, I am not going to kill this thing. It was called Mother in Law's Talk. So I'm like, I'm going to water it every day. And it turns out that you're only supposed to water it. Right. Like, <laughs> nice. like, I really want to. I want to keep them alive. So Cactus. if you ever hear, I'm practicing actually for if I end up having kids. Practice. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'll probably overwater them. Kids are easy. So Kids are actually easier than you think. Well, you know, I did live tweet my husband's vasectomy. So if I get pregnant, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, 
Well, it's been great having you on. We should probably wrap it up. Okay. Uh, Nina, tell us uh, about, can you tell us about any projects you have in development? Um, or is that all uh, under the... There is a whole bunch of stuff that I'm waiting to hear on, like, ten different projects. I am um, working on a new project called Chopper, which is a horror, um, it's based on a horror comic. Um, there's going to be some web series stuff and some transmedia stuff. That was actually literally just announced today. Oh, okay. But I have a whole bunch of other stuff that I'm just waiting to hear about. So. Well, we'll say to the exactly. Follow me, Slackmistress, on Twitter. At Slackmistress. Right. And uh, you have a few different websites. The Slackdaily.com will get to you to, um, and then NinaBargell.com if you want to hire me. Right. Exactly. Right. I was like, that's my professional site. Which is the one where you talk about your boobs? <laughs> Both, actually. Okay. Both. <laughs> Can't differentiate. Can I tell you, what? can I just tell one quick story? No, you can tell five quick stories. So, um, I actually, for the first time in my entire career, I got to do um, an autograph signing last week. Um, Woke Up Dead was coming out and on DVD, and so the um, creator, writer um, of Woke Up Dead, John Masano, was like, do you want to come down to... Dark delicacies. That's right around the corner. Yeah, right around the corner. Um, and and do a signing. I've never been. I was like, hell's yeah! Because like, what point in my life is someone going to say? I mean, people sometimes like, oh, will you give me an autograph? Sign my laptop. But I'm going to be standing there, right, or sitting there. So I'm sitting there, um, next to the director, um, Tim O'Donnell, and one of the actors who played the Shadow Man in Woke Up Dead. Um, I think his name is Daniel Roebuck. Daniel Rowe? Oh, from, um, he did, um, the first thing I ever saw him in. Was River's Edge. Well, well there's that, which I haven't actually ever seen. I oh, know, yeah, I, I was to. like, oh, and, yeah. But, uh, Dudes, which was Penelope Spirit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. He's, he's been in everything. Oh, so I yeah, sat down. Leno in the Late Shift. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting next to him. I'd never met him before, but I'm like, oh my God, like River's Edge, you know, such an emo goth kid. That right. like, this is so huge. So we sit down and there's actually another signing for a comic book that's like sort of to the, to the left of us. And everybody is there for the comic book. Of course. Now, of course, in Dark Delicacies, people signing, I am the only woman. Which so she, is always what happens. So, <laughs> so Daniel leans over and goes, <laughs> you should show him your tits. So I lean back and I'm like, I'll show him mine if you show him yours. <laughs> and he was like, fair enough. That's good. <laughs> Touche, madame. Touche. The, I, I think you, it's, it's like naughty. You need to refer to Dark Delicacies as Dark Delicacies. <laughs> Welcome to Dark Delicacies. Like, hmm. Yeah. I got like, all, was it mm. Paul Lynn? Who's Paul? Who's that guy? Yeah, Paul Lynn. Okay. Or Vincent Price. Or Vincent Price. So. Which I'm glad they did the uh, Vincent Price Halloween special again. Oh, of course. The yeah. John Hamm episode of Saturday That's Night. That's what I By the way, it's, uh, it's Lenny James. Is the dude in um, Oh uh, in Walking Wa- Dead? Walking Dead and, and I was like Woke Up Dead and Snatch. And Snatch, which I never I've never seen Snatch. I recommend it. Uh, I've heard good things. I was like, uh, but you have a child. Uh, how you doing? Uh, the, lights are, <laughs> the lights are out, dude. <laughs> the lights are out. Um Yeah, boy, this has been fun. Yeah, it's been a great uh, time and very educational, informational. I was engaged. You were engaged. I was. Very nice. It was like our own alternate reality game. That's what we need to do. We need to come up with an alternate, a shaky oh, town alternate reality. I would game. totally help you with that. Yeah. FYI, I actually yeah. tried to sell PFT on an alternate reality game. Oh god! And he was like, "I do not know how I feel about that." I can totally see Paul saying that. Yeah. Dude. I don't know how I feel about yeah. that. I don't know. So that's my Paul voice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um. 
He should just do Cake Boss all the time, frankly. Frankly, I think Paul should just just give it up and do. Or, or maybe just like a, a cake boss, like all Cake Boss podcast channel. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost got me interested enough to watch the actual show. So. Not not me. So maybe they should. No, I've seen I've seen part of Cake can Boss. I, can I, I can't watch it. We I, actually started. So Will. I don't know. Dinner um, will. Was, was like, we need to start watching Cake Balls because the PFT oh, is doing Cake Balls. And, cake and, and he's hysterical. So uh, we're watching Cake Balls and it, it's not good. Oh, no. But Will was like, we need to stop watching Cake Balls. I said, why? He goes, because when I watch, I, I'm making fun of Cake Balls in my head. I was like, well, yeah. Like, don't you do that with most everything you watch? He's like, no, it's just mean to watch. Well, that's the thing is, 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 is. He's so nice. Is, <laughs> I will. The, um, the, uh, for the longest time, my only reality show, well, we watched Project One Runway in the House. We used to watch America's Next Top Model, um, and those are pretty much the reality shows we watch. Um, oh, and American Idol after all the crazy people are weeded out. Um, so, like for the actual thing, I've actually yes. never seen American Idol. It was all right, but 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 I I don't but, judge. It's just, like, it's just I only have so much room in my life. No, no, no agreed, I, agreed, yeah. agreed. And, and and since better other narrative television has come along, mm-hmm. a lot of those realities are falling. I do way, so. um, watch all of the Real Housewives. I am addicted. I can't help it, and I am I am I am not cannot, proud. But I do not. But 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 like I used to watch the Soup and get little doses of the reality shows and like cake boss and then I would watch that. And so I know of the cake boss, yeah. but I cannot actually Gosh. watch. And, and it seems like for the longest time, it seems like for the longest time there was like 700 cake shows on. Yeah. Like no, no, cake no, no, boss like, and Ace of cakes. It was and that like whole cupcake midgets thing. making cakes. And then there's like, yeah. let me tell you though, I gotta say the, um, the pit bull experience has been the same way. It's been like, Oh, I deal with pit bulls. Oh, they're pit bull and parolees. Right. Oh, little people in pit bulls. Oh, I'm pit bulls. Pit and, I'm a, and I'm a, I'm a baker, you know, I can, we make, you know, pit craziness. Pit bull cake reality show is what you need. <sighs> and I'm, I'm happy to work on it. <laughs> yeah. You're out there. Yes. Contact me. Uh. Uh, um, but 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 yeah, so I can't do it. I can't. I can't. It's not funny. It's not funny. It really isn't funny. It's only funny when seen through the eyes of Obama Tompkins. You know, what network is it unlike on? Ice T, who's fucking hilarious <laughs> just by himself. What network is it on? Is it TLC? Is Cake Boss is on? Um, yes. Which is actually, I don't learn anything. On I learned that there's a shitload of midgets on television. Well, I also learned that there's a lot of people with a lot of children. Yes. Like a lot of children. There's a lot of people with a lot of children. I would like to say I, I like TLC and all its programming, including the show <laughs> oh, I worked yes, on, which absolutely. will be premiering in a couple sorry, months. Sorry, Sorry, Brody. <laughs> I like all of it, like, but Bravo, like I am Bravo. Well, they, they, they drop the learning out of it. Well, that's why that's why it's no longer the learning channel. Oh. It's just TLC. Oh, okay. So, oh, like um, it, like National Geographic now. Or KFC or Kentucky Fried Chicken Net is no Geo. longer. Yeah. yeah like, na- like National Geographic has become right. extreme. Like animals killing other animals isn't extreme enough. <laughs> Like pulling switchblades on each other? Yeah, I guess I... No. The Learning Channel has had no learning in it. Did you just break into, like, Broadway musical song? I did. That was awesome. I did. That was... Uh, that was uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, well, yeah, that's that story. Right. Now I know what I music I'm going to put in uh, the show. Uh, actually. Today. But it's not going to be the version of West Side Story you're used to. Whatever, dude. I'll tell you more about it after we stop taping. Right, dun, dun, dun. Um, yeah, so anything else you're doing besides that's hanging out much. with the likes of Internet Darling Sarah J. Benincasas? Um, that's pretty much it. But I'm, I'm available to hang out with other Internet Darlings, so um, hit me up. 
I'm so, hanging out with you, Internet Darling. That's true. It's been like uh, my day of the Internet today. We're trying to figure out... Uh, I, I was, Sounds like day of the I was asking, <laughs> We are all, are all blind and being eaten by, by sentient plants. Only if we're lucky. Um, uh, I have been trying to figure out whether we should be America's favorite podcasters or... Uh, what was the other one? America's uh, most beloved podcasters. Clearly. Most beloved, though, is a little tricky. But beloved is such a good word. And beloved is a great word. Yeah. Dearly beloved. How about uh, we're well, today. Uh, a voice Talk about, about this thing called life. Called podcasting. <laughs> Again, I have to point out that uh, that uh, the cosmology presented in Let's Go Crazy is, is not very well thought out. <laughs> um, we should bring the Tim Gunn bubblehead onto the program. Yeah, absolutely. It's like I don't want you to Gunn. succeed more than you do. <laughs> oh, Tim Gunn. Who doesn't want to be about If you don't like Tim Gunn, I don't like Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Here's the Tim Gunn bobblehead. Let's put the Tim Gunn bobblehead up here so we're going to smoke. I like it. I like the laugh. I like Even the babies laugh. understand that Tim Gunn is good. Tim Gunn is awesome. <laughs> like, I'm saying Tim Gunn. How, how badass. Oprah. How, oh, yeah. Don't even start me to start an Oprah. Um, how awesome was Tim Gunn this season of Project Runway? Pretty friggin' awesome. Didn't watch. Tim, uh, Tim calling out Retchen. <laughs> yes, totally. And then she ended up winning. Yeah, oh, and they were like, all, they were all friends. I didn't read his blogs for the season, so I did not. But he, he is, he is implied that he was not so excited. I think it's all Mary Claire. Mary Claire is dead to me. After also the Fatties article and all of that, dead to oh, me. Oh yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. So. I know all about that. Not yeah, since the Marie Claire. Nina Garcia is a naughty Nina for not being Team Mondo. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, I don't get it. That's all I'm saying. I totally don't get that. He decided this. I'm kind of done with it. He's done with it. The there are a lot of people who said they were done with it, but you know what? Again, this time it's. I consider it still a Bravo show, and I'm Bravo's bitch. So yeah, I'll it's still. Bothered. I don't know, man. I just I don't know if I can get back on the ra- on the wagon. Although I will miss going. Uh, uh, what was what is it? The do do the Heidi do the Heidi intro. Should I want me blah 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 Michael Kors? Do the Heidi intro for Michael Kors. Oh. Like America's yeah, next yeah. top designer, or what, what did she say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. American fashion award winner. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. so just so do, do 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 like a do like a Heidi intro for me, Nina. Like oh, top American sportswear designer Michael Kors. Hi. They call him the um the, the angry pumpkin on Hi. the t on the Hi, uh, Hi. Tom and Lorenzo blog. Hi guy. <laughs> that's, a, that's how Michael Kors. Yeah, <laughs> but every time it's, it's like it's seriously every it's, time he he says it exactly the same. Hi guys. <laughs> yeah, the angry pumpkin. That's pretty awesome. He dresses like he dresses like um, Peter Boyle as young Frankenstein <laughs> without yes. the big boots. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, Nina Garcia has kind of been dead to me for a while. I don't know, man. I don't think I can handle the next season. We'll see. I'll get sucked into it again. Because it's a show that actually shows people's skills. Well, I mean, that, and and for the longest time, like, my whole reality show thought was, if it's a skill-based show, I'll watch it. Yes. Um, But I've, because for the longest time, it's like, you know, network TV is dying, because they're all, I've never seen Survivor, I've never seen American Idol. Okay, American Idol is skill. And I mean, I guess Survivor is skill-based in the sense that they are. Eating slugs is No one is going to actually die. Um, but then I found Bravo, and it's like, 
I'm all real. Like, if there was a Real Housewives channel, I would watch it. It's like Tool Academy for women. But 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 that's that. I mean, I guess it's a reality show in and that it's it's a docu relatively documentary format. But is it? I mean, it doesn't seem to be a classic reality show. I mean, to reality show to me seems like there should be challenges and stuff. Well, there's challenges in, like, how do we spend all of this money but still not go into bankruptcy? And everyone has failed. <laughs> yeah, they're just terrible human beings. That's actually Will's problem with it. Well, you're right, right, right. Yeah. That's the thing is it celebrates douchebaggery. Yeah. yeah but, like, yeah. but everybody hates them. It's not like it celebrates douchebaggery and everybody in America is like, that's awesome. Most people are like, oh, my God, you're horrible human beings, but I like to laugh at you. Right. You can find us on the Internet at ShakyTownRadio.com. You can Twitter us at at ShakyTownRadio. You can like us on Facebook at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash shakytownradio. Send us an email at shakytownradio at gmail.com or call us on the Shakytown Radio hotline at 626-66-SHAKE. That's 667-4253. That's the same number. It's been great having you here. Well, it's been great to be here. It's been totally fun. Until next time, I'm Bernie Foster Hubbard. I am Gene George. And I'm Nina Bargell, and I'm going to write a scathing blog post about this. Bye, everybody.